Now, uh, from amassing millions of views on TikTok with her viral impressions of nuns to making waves in the acting world starring in the Netflix dramas uh, The Midnight Club and uh, Fall of the House of Usher, our next guest is taking the acting world by storm. Um, uh, Ruth Codd from Ferry Carrick in Wexford. Good afternoon. Hi. Are you, the, are you the most famous person from Ferry Carrick, do you think? Um... You had to think there. <laughs> <If it's> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not a massive population, so the, the pool isn't very big. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks a million for coming in. Um, great oh, to see thanks you. Thanks for having me. So you were brought up on a farm. Yeah. Uh, what sort of farm? Uh, my dad uh, trains and breeds racehorses. Oh, does he? Right. Uh, yeah. All yeah. my family are like horsey people. people. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. And cod with two Ds. Yeah. Where does that name come from? Oh, it's a very Wexford name. Is it? Like every second person in Wexford has the second name Cod. Right. Yeah. Right. I think. <laughs> um, I, I was saying when I was, you know, on the, we do this thing called a promo uh, and we tell people what's coming up on the show and I was saying that you have a great story to tell, which, which, which you have, don't you? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. I suppose it's not as you planned it. No, no. no. Once I turned 15, like nothing really in my life <laughs> went, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> went to plan, but it kind of worked out okay in the end. Yeah, and, and what, because we all have an idea of what we want to do, you know, at the age of, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, when you were asked by, yeah. the, by the answer, the uncles, oh, so what do you want to be? What, what are you going to do when you leave school? Yeah. What was your answer? I probably would have gone into something with horses. Mm. Uh, I wasn't very good in, good in school. Uh, I was quite lazy, so... Yeah, wouldn't have been the most academic in the world. I kind of just liked being out in the farm with the horses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then at 15, everything changed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was a simple break. I was just messing around in PE in school, playing soccer. Um, and it broke and it all went really wrong. Uh, and I ended up on crutches for eight years. Eight years? Yeah. Yeah. Dragging myself around for eight years, it was... Tough going there. God, because because yeah. you know you break a leg, you go. This is a pain, literally. Yeah, uh, and you go. What? Usually, it just you you put on a, a cast and it sorts itself out. That's, yeah, that's the way it should happen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it um because they they're not going to say like, oh, you're on crutches for eight years. Like I kept kind of they'd try an operation and then it wouldn't work or something else would go wrong. And yeah, they'd fix one problem and then it'd lead to another problem. So. Yeah, you poor thing. Yeah. After about three years, I was like, mm, this one's probably not <laughs> going to go my way. <laughs> and it obviously changed your relationship with what what you were doing around the place with yeah. horses. Yeah, well, I couldn't I couldn't horse ride anymore. Yeah. Um, and this was something you loved doing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I was no star athlete or anything. Like, I probably wouldn't have ever been in the Olympics, but something I loved doing. And, and, and then... I don't know, once once I was injured, I felt like I wasn't good at anything else. So I was kind of like, oh, what do I do now? Where does this leave me? Yeah. 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 So you, you went into hairdressing, makeup. Yeah. Something you could do with, with, with yeah. the dodgy leg. Because it, it became a dodgy leg, didn't it? <laughs> it was the dodgy leg. That's literally what I used to call it. The dodgy leg. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I, I kind of stupidly chose a, a career path where you're on your feet quite a bit. So I don't really know what was the thought process behind that one. <laughs> but my options were a bit limited, so, yeah. Huh. And then... Um, 
Yeah, so, I, I understand. So there was chats going on all the time about the leg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they were desperately trying to sort it out. Yeah. And failing every time. Um, and when was it broached then with you and your family that maybe an amputation would be the way to go? Um, well, about five years in, I'd kind of resigned myself in my head that that was the way it was going to go. It must have been mentioned then. No, 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 they kind of, they will try absolutely everything under the sun um, before they amputated. That's literally their last, you know, protocol, I suppose. Um, it wasn't mentioned until I was uh, 21. Right. Uh, about a year before I got amputated uh, was when it was first mentioned, yeah. It's a big deal, isn't it? It... You kind of think that, but then as it's happening to you, you just kind of get get through it, really. And for me, it wasn't really that. Well, obviously, I was losing part of my leg, but I was gaining back mobility and my life again. And I just, I didn't want to be, you know, in the Paralympics or anything. I just wanted to be able to go to work and mm. not be in pain every time I took a step. So, for me, I was very much ready for ready so, for it to go. So and I suppose you've been told and you'd sorted out in your head that this is the best option. Yeah. Yeah. For what I wanted to do yeah. with my life. And I, I didn't really see a point in having a leg there that was just giving me grief. Yeah. Like if part of a this is probably a bad analogy, but like part of a car is breaking, <laughs> you're, you're not going to keep it for the sake of it. Like, <laughs> it's probably not a great analogy. <laughs> yeah, um, is there counselling around that then? Um, well, the, the HSE like are a bit useless, as we all know. Well, yeah, um, we can't say they're totally useless. No, but yeah. I mean, the nurses and doctors yeah, are great yeah. as an organisation for someone that grew up in it. Not fantastic. Uh, but they actually don't offer... You have to... If you want to do counselling, you have to get it privately. Right. There's no services offered You would think. You would think that if you're opting to remove part of your limb, that... Yeah, it's a big... Psychological support would be an aspect of it. No, I, I did I did ask for it um, and it wasn't available. So I, pay, I paid for it privately. Right. Yeah. okay. Yeah. And was that helpful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's good to, I think everyone should go to, you know, some form of counselling or therapy, even if you're not getting your leg chopped I'm, off. I'm with you, I'm with yeah. you there. <laughs> it's good, it's good to just sometimes, sometimes the thought in your head seems really complicated and then you say it and you're like, oh, that's. And yeah, saying it to somebody who doesn't have skin in the game. Yeah, someone who's not going to judge you, yeah. Yes, somebody, and somebody who you don't feel emotionally attached to. Yeah. That's the. yeah. That's the reward, yeah, I suppose. It, it helped massively, um, right. the, yeah, yeah. the, the counselling and, and, and stuff, just to sort, yeah, sort through all my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I suppose one of the positives, you're young. You yeah. know, no, because like my dad lost his leg uh, when he was older. Oh. Yeah, and, and the prosthetics then become, a little, you know, the whole chore of learning to use it and all yeah. that, that becomes a, a, a bigger issue. Yeah. But, but you were literally back on your feet within... Two, two days. Right. I was out of... Uh, you you go to like the the person who makes your prosthetic. You you just go there and they kind of teach you how to walk on it again. Um, but yeah, I did. I didn't find it that big of a yeah. a, a change. And I suppose now as well, 
prosthetics are getting better and better and better. So I was quite lucky with the first prosthetic. A guy called Jack made it. Um, Jack Kitchen. He did such a good job. So I had I actually had that prosthetic for two years because it, it just fitted me perfectly. So I was really lucky. Materials are lighter. Yeah. 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 It was it was actually way lighter than because I used to have to wear like a splint to keep my ankles straight. Um, it was way lighter than that, and it, mm. and it wasn't as sore or uncomfortable. Either. Right. Yeah. So here you are, what twenty three. Prosthetic limb. Yeah. Uh, did you have to go up the hairdressing or? No. Um, then I was back working on a music video within three weeks. <laughs> and then I decided to kind of, um, I didn't really want to do makeup anymore. So I did, I did a course, an apprenticeship in barbering. Right. And then COVID hit, so. That all went... Home to Ferry Carrick. Yeah, yeah. Literally packed up my car. I was like, Dublin rent prices, man, can't do it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Went uh, home to Oxford. And then like half of the world's population, you took to TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> no, but everyone seemed to be making videos back then, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it was during lockdown, so... What else do you do? Yeah, I, I suppose I hit it at a good time because everyone was watching. Everyone was participating. I didn't really ever go in with the... Like I, I, I didn't think anyone would watch my videos. I was just doing them because I was bored out of my brains. Like, And had you done sort of school shows or anything like that? No. No? No, I didn't do drama. Uh, I was villager number four. Villager number four. In my one. school play. <laughs> <laughs> I auditioned for a main part, didn't get it, but that's fine. Nah, I'm You're not bitter. Yeah. No, I'm not bitter about it. So you're villager number four. <laughs> yeah. What was the production? Pirates of Penzance. Right, I didn't know there were villagers in Pirates of Penzance. Oh or yeah, ma- Pirates of Penzance, sorry, I'm thinking it's someone Or maybe it was Pirate number four. No, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wasn't, t- I didn't really show up to her. So that, that's that one of those uh, Gilbert and Sullivan musicals, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't really learn the words either, so they kind of stuck me in the back. Like. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so no, and, and yes, you, 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 so where did it come from, this, this nun character? Where did it come from? Oh, <laughs> in a school. We had a nun that taught us sex education. Right. One of the last probably nuns teaching around, but yeah. I, I so was... you were inspired by her? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And, and, and hugely popular, 800,000 followers, uh, and you were, you were spotted? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a, a casting um, office in LA found me and asked me to audition for... A Mike Flanagan show and obviously like you know the way like normal people you wouldn't unless you're in the world of acting you wouldn't really know directors names and stuff yeah. and then I googled his name and I was like oh he does Hill House and Bly Manor which I love so uh-huh. it, and then I was like oh I'm, I'm so would you tell the uninitiated about Mike Flanagan and that show you've just mentioned <laughs> uh, Hill House and Bly Manor yeah, yeah. It, he basically just does loads of spooky stuff Um a lot of his shows are about death. Um, a lot of them based in houses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> haunted houses. But yeah, he ju- he's a, he writes most of his stuff too. Like he's brilliant. Him and Jamie, his brother, write, write all the stuff. Like. And you were a fan. Then you get the call. Like, yeah. You're going, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is this I, a well, wind I up? didn't think. Is I this thought. A, is this a wind up? I literally thought that. Yeah. I literally thought someone was like winding me up because during COVID one of my friends pretended to be a radio <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did they 
right. For TikTok. So I was like, this is you again. <laughs> well, then they'd make calls and go, you're, you're yeah, on air. Like the, well, all my friends thought it was hilarious that I was amassing this following all right. on TikTok. <laughs> so I just got absolutely ripped on the daily. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Mike Flanagan rings you go you send over a tape that's what they do now you can audition remotely yeah, yeah, which is great yeah but you you, you, were, you were perfectly comfortable in front of the your, your phone or camera because you've been doing it yeah well TikTok. I, I suppose so yeah I didn't really know what I was doing but also I had nothing to, I was like there's not very many times in life where you have nothing to lose so I was like if it, if this tape ever leaks then so be it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you had no expectations? No, none. I actually, my only expectation really was once they started filming that I probably was going to get fired. <laughs> so I asked like, how many episode fees do you get in advance? Right. Two. Right. I was going to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, at the very worst, I'll get a new car over. Yeah, but you were one of the main characters. They weren't, they couldn't, you were in the, <laughs> you're in the whole thing. You were written into the whole thing. On you was. People get fired all the time and yeah f- f- like once you start filming sure, look, stuff. At, look at the story of Back to the Future you know that story no what was his name they had a, the, a, the original actor wasn't Michael J Fox it was wasn't another that? guy and they'd shot their, their scenes on YouTube with the other guy in yeah. them and then they decided no this isn't working they do that type of thing all the time yeah because yeah. sometimes you don't really know how two, how two or three people are going to gel together yeah. I suppose until yeah. you start yeah so, so you got the part uh, of Anya in The Midnight Club, which is set in a haunted house, which is also a, a teenage hospice. Yeah. Right, brilliant. Yeah, really uplifting <laughs> stuff here, yeah. You're brilliant in it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> had you not? No, I'd never acted but what was, before. But what, was, what, was, what were they telling you to do? Because you haven't gone to acting school. You've, as you say, you've never done it before. No. And they, they were just, aware of that. yeah. Real wild cards, I suppose. Uh, they just gave me the script. They were like, learnt your lines. And then, before you start shooting, the director does tell you what to do anyway. But you kind of know from reading the script. Yeah. I suppose. Maybe. And I you've watched enough of these things to know what's expected of you. Is that it? I, d- I don't know, re- really. I was lucky, I suppose, in my first role that it was very... Anya was very, like, teenage me. Just a little ball Attitude. Of, yeah, a lot yeah. of attitudes. Yeah. A little ball of anger. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, you could draw on that. Yeah. <laughs> I drew from personal experience, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, you're also in, which is another Mike Flanagan uh, production, Fall of the House of Usher, uh, which, which is a little bit more adulty. Yeah. And yeah. you play a wife of an older man. Yeah, I'm the hot wife. You're the hot wife. Young hot wife. And, and he's, what, three times your age? Yeah. Yeah, three times. Right, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but again, there's a house. We really switch gears with that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yet there's a house, and it's it's haunted again. Yeah, <laughs> yes, haunted, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is um, it the same house? Did he use, does he use the same no, house? No, it's a set. Uh, movie it's a, magic has been ruined for me. They're right. all sets yes. and CGI. Right. Um. Oh, but actually, the sitting room in Fall of House of Usher was real. So was the bar. That was actually in someone's house. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's that scene, I was watching a bit of it last night, where one of the children has a, uh, a lane of a bowling alley in his kitchen. Oh, that was real. Was it real? That was a real house. What? Yeah. I thought, I thought, how did they sort of CGI that or whatever? No, it was real. No. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, I suppose, just rich people with way too much money in Vancouver. Yes. So yes. it's quite easy to, I suppose, to find just obscure <laughs> houses like that. 
And they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the, both of them are up on Netflix, The Midnight Club and Fall of the House of Usher. Uh, but you're, you're, you're currently working on something that will bring you from the small screen to the very large screen yeah. in cinemas. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, oh, we've made it big time. <laughs> Have you seen yourself on a big screen yet? Is there any, is there any, you know, sometimes they do screenings of these things oh. to launch them. No. 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 No, I saw myself on a projector in, yeah. co- in Comic Con in, in New York. Yeah. But, but going no, into I've, a cinema and... I know. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be... I've just come straight from stunt training, actually. Have you? Right. Yeah. My... my Every bone in my body hurts. Right. <laughs> Can you give us a hint? Were you, was it for a fight or for what? Yeah. I'll right. be... Will I'll you be, be fighting? I'll be fighting. Right. Yeah. Great. Uh, which, which, you know, I can draw also on experience, <laughs> as I am from Wexford, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to distance yourself from that comedy? You want to stick with it, fine. Okay. Uh, so this is really exciting. So, so what's the? Is there because as we sort of outlined at the start, there was this. There was no plan. There was no. no, no. So is there any plan now? No, no, no. I, d- I just have learned to maybe live in the moment a bit more, and you know you can make plans, and then you can fall play soccer one day, and your whole yeah. life can be up. Up, turned upside down you just kind of had to I think be a bit easier on yourself and just go through the motions a little bit yeah um, and yeah so so just on a, on a more serious note Anya yeah. was a wheelchair user yeah the character uh, and, and do you feel that people with disabilities should play people with disabilities oh 100% oh yeah. right yeah otherwise like if you're going to not cast a disabled person in a disabled role, why would you bother write the role as disabled? What's the point in that? Because that's not really, it's not a true... What if a person becomes disabled over the arc of the story? Uh, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Right. What about Daniel Day-Lewis in my left foot? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, in case I ever have to work with him, I'm, we ain't going there. <laughs> not going there. <laughs> yeah. Um... It, yeah, it's it, it, it's just. But, but everything everything is changing constantly, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And we're becoming more enlightened, and yeah. more aware. Yeah, yeah. I suppose if you just wanted a, a job to be better, no matter how good of an of an actor you are, you'll never really be able to understand what it's like mm. to be disabled if you're not disabled. So if you just want the role or the movie to be better, cast a disabled person because they can add nuances and. Little things to the character that an able-bodied person wouldn't. Can you remember the first time you were referred to as disabled? Oh, God. It mustn't have been such a big thing, if you can't remember. um, I remember the first time I kind of, I suppose, felt disabled was my school tour and they were going to Germany. And I was pretty, kind of pretty much told you can't go because you're on crutches and you'll slip in the snow. Right. Yeah. And I remember there was a big meeting and everyone was going. Like, I think there was two or three other girls in the year that weren't going. And I remember I was just sitting alone in my base room. And that was the first time I was like, oh. Ex- excluded, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. There are practicalities yeah. as well, I suppose. Are there or are there? Pra- um. Like good things about being no, no, not good things. No, no. I, I mean, if you smell the parking for one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like 
I used to see it as a dirty word, I suppose, because I, I hadn't really accepted that my life was was changing. But like you just learn to adapt and, and kind of, you know, realise that everyone's different in some way and there's nothing wrong with looking a bit different to everyone else or just because something's medically wrong with you doesn't that doesn't make you less of a person it's a little bit it's a little part of you Mm. but I think as time has gone on I'm actually like if I could go back and and change it I I, I wouldn't well it's brought you here isn't it yeah yeah Yeah. have you ever thought about what, where you'd be if you hadn't had that fall and you didn't break your leg? Well, uh, probably fallen off a horse somewhere <laughs> in a field. You would have kept going if you broke your leg. <laughs> yeah, I would have kept going. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, you're, you're on Celebrity uh, Cooking School, which is the finals tonight. So just to point people oh, to yeah. that. I'm in it. That's on E4 if people want to watch you doing that. Are you any good of a cook? Uh, I I wasn't when I started the competition and I was quite terrible as the competition went on and then I improved. Right. And you, and you had to butcher a pigeon. Oh, God, that pigeon. <laughs> oh, my God. That gives me nightmares. Does this. it? I was really hungover when we were doing that as well. <laughs> that did not help situations. Yeah. Right. Uh, poor, poor pigeon. It's poor bad because people, you know, they, they butcher chickens all the time. But you, you, I know. To, to butcher a pigeon. It's, we had to chop its, it's head arbitrary. off. Like, it's arbitrary. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. I used to be a vegetarian. Right. So it was, that was a rough Wasn't morning. good, yeah. Has that gone out? That episode has gone out, has it? That was, a, was that out last night? Was it? The night okay. before, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, E4, um, Celebrity Cooking School, um, The Midnight Club and Follow the House of Usher on Netflix and on a big screen soon. By the Should end of the year. Continue? Yes, we can't tell us. Can't tell us what movie we'll, we'll be we'll be watching out for that. Ruth Codd from Ferry Carrick. Thank you very much. Oh, Thank thanks you. so much for having me. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One.